Hello, welcome to Cycle Systems Online Podcast. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're getting ready for winter. Now, while I'm going to do a separate podcast about getting yourself ready for winter, your wardrobe ready for winter, and getting hard enough to ride in the winter, not disappearing onto Zwift, I just wanted to talk a bit about winter bikes as well and getting the bike ready for winter. One of the things I've noticed over my years of cycling from getting into riding with a cycling club, the good old Marple Wheelers back in the late 80s, all the way through to now in 2023, is maybe in the last 20 years, I've noticed lots of people don't have a winter bike anymore. They just have a bike and they ride it all year. You see people riding around Richmond Park on incredibly expensive Cervelos in January. And as you're probably aware if you're listening to this, maybe you don't, there's all sorts of damage being done to really expensive components on that bike. So, you know, cassettes that could be three, four hundred pounds, dollars, euros, you know, francs, getting worn away by the road salt, incredibly expensive chains, etc. And of course, um, thin summer tires, which are not only going to wear out quickly in winter, may not give you the best grip in winter, but will certainly give you punctures in winter. So essentially what I wanted to do was talk about getting a bike ready for winter, whether you only have one bike and you're going to swap some stuff over or having an actual winter bike. Now, for the mountain bikers, what it probably means is having some sort of hardtail. Hey, maybe even a steel hardtail if the geometry is right for you. I'd certainly still have still have my old rock, beloved old Rock Lobster 853 if the geometry just wasn't completely wrong you know for mountain biking in 2023 i've kind of been ruined by the nikolai geometron you know even for the kind of riding i do which isn't that hardcore but essentially for mountain biking there's not so much the specific winter tires Mm. although of course there are mountain bike tires with a bit more puncture protection etc but in the age of cush core and tubeless you can pretty much chop your tires full of sealant preferably be riding some sort of winter hardtail bike with cheaper equipment on there so you're more likely to crash in bad weather of course and stuff's going to get more worn out with more bad weather that you're riding in so if you are going to be riding full suspension in the winter because you just ride the sort of trails bike park trails which is too hardcore for a hardtail just be aware there's going to be maintenance cost of the bushings the bearings etc and maybe something like a, an orange, you know, some sort of single swing arm, single pivot bike is going to be the best for winter. Essentially, mountain bikes, of course, come with all sorts of good mud guards these days. And you can still do, use all the old tricks, such as tying an odd inner tube around the bottom of the headset to stop water going up there, etc. Um, pretty much all bikes have got a nice chain guard on now to stop the the chain trashing the frame when it's bashing on there but i'd certainly encourage you to be aware of the equipment maybe you're going to use the same bike but you're just going to be religiously cleaning it but have a cheaper wheel set more basic wheel set if you're unlucky enough to have aluminium nipples in your wheels for example they're going to corrode really really quickly through the winter and that could be quite unpleasant if the wheel fails while you're riding so just try and be aware of what you're riding you know use an old bike and 
downgrade it to a winter bike if you can. If you're lucky enough to be in the position to buy a specific winter bike. So for the roadies, then, there's a bit more we can do. There's a lot more out there in terms of winter tyres. So that's true for your commuters, you know, the Marathon Plus type tyres and all the rest of it, the tyres with really thick Kevlar belts that are going to protect you in bad weathers. The e-bike riders, of course, like I'm in an e-bike store at the moment. Here in Switzerland, they bring the bikes to us for the winter tyres in autumn and they bring them back in the spring for the spring tyres and we'll often get a service at the same time. I guess the Swiss are used to doing that with their cars, so it's just second nature. But so many cyclists don't do that, and it's well, well worth it. So for the roadies, you know, some of the old school tech is still the best. I still use gator skins on my bad weather commuting bike. I'm riding my dad's old Columbus SLX Olmo road bike with its Ortegra nine-speed gearing. Got a set of, albeit 28 mil gator skins on there and they're still absolutely awesome you know tires my son has got gator skins on his um specialized tricross like blackmobile bike as well so it's a nice easy one if you want to run inner tubes the gator skins are still nice and zippy nice and fast and they're really really tough just ride them and you may be unlucky enough to get a flat nothing's puncture proof completely but they're pretty good Obviously, there's all sorts of GP4 and GP sort of four seasoned esque, lighter, racier winter tires. I've always shied away from them myself because, you know, I'm not hunting Strava KOMs in the winter. I'm not racing in the winter unless I'm doing cyclocross. So I've never quite understood the desire to save 20, 30 grams on a winter tire myself. I'd always go for something a bit heavier and tougher, but without going full-on marathon plus. However, with tubeless tyres, what we can do is go on the slightly heavier end of the tubeless tyres. So I rode the specialised Roubaix 30mm tubeless tyres, chocked full, like 60mm of sealant in them last winter. Awesome. Nice low pressures on them for comfort and grip. Really good compound for grip good durability on the tyre, and all but the worst of the Swiss weather, they were absolutely fine in, basically. So we're really lucky nowadays because what we used to have is, say, something like the specialised all-conditioned armadillo with its double Kevlar belt and reinforced sidewall, really strong, like forget flats pretty much on that, didn't handle so great, you know. So what we'd have is... um. A, a real sort of conundrum of puncture resistance versus subtlety and uh, road feel, essentially. And of course, there's safety there, isn't there? Not sliding out on corners. But essentially, with the tubeless systems, because you can run them at lower pressures, and with disc brakes now, we can run wider tyres on our road bikes. Essentially, chuck in like a 30 mil, 32 mil tubeless tyre, one of the heavier varieties as many many types out there i do i've always liked specialized funnily enough for winter tires and bob's your uncle basically and just keep on topping up the sealant if you've not been keeping up to date with us and our friend mike stead from road cc silka um tubeless sealant is absolutely the best out there at the moment it's using 
recycled carbon fiber. There's these little bits of carbon fiber in, and it works incredibly well. It works so well, Silka had to have their own bottling facility made because the sealant was uh, sealing the bottling factory up. You can't inject this stuff through your valves because the sealant seals the valve. It won't inject through. So if you've got really narrow road tires, you know, it's a bit more of a trick to fit. So I've still got a 23 mil front Corsa speed on, on one of my climbing wheels, um, you know, the graphene tubeless thing. And that's quite a tight fit on the DT Swiss Monchester wheel, but I can still fit the sealant, just pour it into the tire and whack the tire on. So we're definitely sorted there. Like I've said, with your wheels, you definitely don't want to have spokes breaking and all sorts of problems through the winter. So maybe a more traditional three cross 32 hole wheel, uh, spoke wheel set with brass nipples. So important. You've got a wheel with brass nipples through the winter. You've got mud guards on the bike, whether they're clip-ons or, you know, preferably nice long bolt-on mud guards to the bike. And just keep everything clean, keep everything lubricated. And it's not only protecting the moving parts, but if you're checking your tires, cleaning and checking your tires on a regular basis, you're going to notice if there's any cuts. You're going to notice if there's anything sticking in there, which is just about to give you a flat. So essentially, there's just a bit more care, a bit more effort, you know, into looking after the bike, whether it's a road bike a mountain bike, a commuter bike, your gravel bike. Just put the care in there. I guess with the gravel bikes, unless you've got a super, super high-end racy gravel bike, like our friend John Paul Ballard, who lent me his wonderful Cervelo Aspero, you tend to be using that as a bit of an all-weather, all-year bike as well. And certainly this last winter, I was on the gravel bike a lot, you know, just riding through the bad weather. And again, it's just about keeping it clean, keeping it lubricated and having a bike where you can replace the components without too much expense. I think that's going to be the key thing in winter because you're more likely to crash, you know, even on road, never mind off road, unless you're a racer. Right. And the stuff's just going to wear out more quickly. So don't be riding 300 pound cassettes, 100 pound chains, etc through the winter just get stuff that's much more basic so enjoy the riding whatever the weather on road or off road look out for our uh, don't be a jesse podcast next week where we talk about riding in bad weather and loving it rather than getting on swift and uh, becoming subhuman and we look forward to seeing you then bye bye <laughs>